0: Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is finding the right response. And now, here's your host, Roland Trujillo.
1: Welcome, everyone. Welcome. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. I want to read you something from Viktor Frankl. Viktor Frankl was a famous holocaust survivor and physician and psychiatrist. He wrote the famous book, Man's Search for Meaning. Viktor Frankl survived the Nazi concentration camps. And this is something that he said, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and freedom. Let me repeat it one more time because it's so beautiful and so profound. This is Viktor Frankl. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and freedom. I want to talk about that, and I want to talk about it in terms of love. Yes, love. Nobody knows what love is. Well, there might be someone who knows, but very few. I want to talk about love. Love is a response to a need, but there is a vast difference between true love and what we call human love. Have you ever wondered why kids rebel against their parents? Seemingly, their parents are saying the right things and doing the right things, but the kids are rebelling. It's because whatever the parents are doing does not have love in it. It has pressure in it, it has challenge in it, it has tease in it. It doesn't have love, and so it tempts, you see? It tempts to conform or to rebel. But true love does not tempt us to conform or to rebel. True love gives you the freedom to respond properly. Now, you may not, but the freedom is there. Listen to the quote again. Between the stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and freedom. So, here's a classic moment. Someone says something to you and you could respond with anger like you usually do. Let's say they say something negative or they criticize you. You could respond with anger. You could respond with resentment. You could say something mean to them and so on and so forth. Or you could respond with hurt feelings. Secret resentment. You see what I mean? But suppose, instead of immediately reacting, to what they said. Suppose you let a heartbeat go by, and there was a space. And in that space, all of a sudden, patience came. And so, instead of responding with anger, resentment, hurt feelings, you responded with love, a love that comes through that space, not your love. But from a source of love that comes through you or shines through you. And so there you stand and you say nothing, perhaps. But the other person, you know what they see. They see that. They see that you didn't immediately get angry. They see that you didn't respond with resentment or hurt feelings. Or retaliation. They see a simple look upon your face of perhaps puzzlement or wonderment or of true compassion. That space is the open door through which love can come from another dimension. That's right, from another dimension. Christ said of myself, I can do nothing. Do you realize that Christ said of myself, I can do nothing? So if he said that, then what do you think you can do, oh you of little faith? You can do nothing of yourself. If you do something of yourself, then it'll be all wrong because it'll be tainted with the wrong energy, an energy of emotion, of anger, of impatience. Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. I'm a man with a microphone, so people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. All that would do is cramp my style, and besides, I want to set you free. I want to set you free, not tie you down with more church, more doctrines, more obligations, more labels. People say, I'm a this, or I'm a that, or I'm a that, or I'm a this. All it does is divide you up from the commonality, the brotherhood and sisterhood, of humankind, that's all it does. I don't need any labels, I'm just a person and I open my mouth and I talk and if what I say strikes a responsive chord then that's good. My name is Roland, the program is called Shedding Shackles. Yes, this is a very special program, it's like an infomercial really. I have a lot of really good content in this program, in this half hour but it's for those who have the ear to hear. In a sense, it separates the wheat from the chaff. Some people hear what I have to say, and it makes them feel lighter, fresh. It gives them joy, because it's something they've always yearned to hear. Other people hear it, and they don't understand a word I'm saying, or somehow they just don't like it. Or they listen, and they're not touched by it. But if you are touched, or at least you listen on, maybe something in you doesn't like hearing what I have to say, but a part of you wants to hear it. Part of you doesn't want to hear it, and part of you wants to hear it. Now, we're talking about love. Love. Love is a response to a need, I said. Now, look, your child comes to you with some issue. What are they looking for? They're looking for love. Now, you can respond with a, with a pre-planned speech, or something you heard, or something you read, or something clever, something that makes you feel smart, or you can respond with false compassion, you know, feeling sorry for and condescending. Or you can respond with I told you so and give a speech, but then you've heard the old expression um, what you are speak so loudly I can't hear what you're saying. Because why? Because you're talking you're talking at them instead of to them. Have you ever had people talk at you instead of to you? It happens all the time because they don't have understanding. Where does understanding come from? It comes through that space. Let me start again. Your child comes to you or your partner with some issue, but instead of immediately reacting, instead of immediately dredging something up from your intellect, instead you just listen and you want to do the right thing, you want to say the right thing, but you don't know what the right thing is. You want to say the right thing with all your heart, but you don't know what the right thing is. In that space, there's a space for God to answer. Yes, through intuition. What you know in your heart, understanding, all of a sudden something comes to you and it's correct. It comes out of nowhere. It's a, a welcome guest that one rarely sees. It's understanding, it's love, it's patience, and it has a good effect. It doesn't tempt, it doesn't goad, it doesn't pressure, it doesn't have any energy of impatience or excitement or false sympathy. It just comes from another dimension, and it's beautiful. See? It's so simple. Where does understanding come from? Does it come from your monkey brain, your animal brain? No. Does it come from some professor or some teacher who's very, very clever and has studied a lot of books? No. Where does it come from? It comes through that space that Viktor Frankl was talking about. So, now let's look at it again. When you stand there and you want to do the right thing, you really and truly with all your heart want to do the right thing or say the right thing, but you don't know what the right thing is, a heartbeat goes by. And that's a true need. God recognizes that true need. Remember, it says in the Bible, the Spirit searches mind soul. God knows that true need, just like a a mother hears the little cry of her child, and she goes to her little child, to her babe. God hears your cry, your true need, and he answers. See, but here's the thing, just hearing about religion, hearing about God, hearing about Jesus, it's not enough. You have to experience Him in your innermost being. And what's blocking you right now from experiencing Him is undoubtedly resentment and being lost in your thoughts, lost in your daydreams, and lost in your worries and doubts and fears. And so you have to learn how to stand back from those so you can get clear of them, okay? It's like coming up out of being under the ocean and coming up to the surface, and there's the blue sky and the puffy clouds. And you take a Wonderful, deep breath of fresh air. That's what you need to do to come out of those daydreams that become nightmares. Rise above them and then find reality. The blue sky and the puffy clouds and where the birds are singing. And that's why I've made a little meditation, too. I've made a little meditation that has been very, very helpful to some people. It's been very helpful to me. And I think it uh, could be just what what you need if you really and truly want to get better and find out the purpose for your existence and find out just where you've been going wrong and what's been blocking you from finding all the good things that life can hold
0: Welcome back to Shedding Shackles Shedding Shackles is supported by contributions from listeners like you To view our many free resources and make a contribution visit SheddingShackles.com
1: Did you know that I have over 900 YouTube lectures on topics such as love, Viktor Frankl, meditation, contemplation, marriage, how to forgive and forget, how to be a better parent. Many, many wonderful lectures, over 900 of them. you know what the most popular is now? The most popular now, it's changed. It's not what it was. you know what it is now? My most popular little lecture is How Brother Lawrence Found God and How You Can Too. Oh, yes, it's very good. So go to SheddingShackles.com, look for the resources tab, and find the videos. You'll find it. How Brother Lawrence Found God and How You Can Too is my most popular right now. So, we're talking about the quote from Holocaust, famous Holocaust survivor, Victor Frankl, author, psychiatrist. And he wrote the beautiful book, Man's Search for Meaning, very popular, famous book. And he said, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and freedom. So, I gave a little example, and uh, I need not repeat it. You can listen to this program again at our archives, if you like. It's a very simple example, but I'm trying to make the point that there's a little space. But what do most of us do whenever we are confronted with issues in, in life, especially issues involving our, our kids and our partner, and, you know, delicate human relations issues? What do we do? We roll up our sleeves. We become a big ego, and our ego thinks it can solve things, and so it blunders, and it meddles. How many meddling mothers have ruined their kids? Meddle, meddling, meddling. And then we go to other meddlers, and they meddle. So you meddle, and they meddle, and everyone meddles. And when it's all over, things are worse because there's no love. That doesn't mean that there aren't things to be done sometimes, but they must be done with understanding, having first checked with your intuition, and with patience, and with love. See, God is infinitely patient. In the very beginning, he, He made everything, and it goes on forever. And God's patience goes on forever. And Patience has an energy in it. That's right, it does. It's like love, a love energy. But as soon as you reach for emotion, now look, Christ said that we must give up the Sushay life and pick up the Zoe life. He said you must lay down your life and pick up the spiritual life. So instead of meddling, instead of reaching into your brain for some clever answer, instead of being angry or impatient, You just let a heartbeat go by. And in that response is a most beautiful, beautiful thing called love. And it comes to you as a gift from God, a gift. You cannot give it to yourself, a gift for being, for laying down the earthly life. Can you see that? For not reaching for anger, for impatience, instead, and not reaching for some pre-digested thing that you heard from some experts, but just waiting upon God. And then he answers, and the answer comes through you with patience in it, and understanding in it, and long-suffering in it, and forbearance in it. And it's beautiful. and it has a most marvelous effect on whoever it touches. Love is twice blessed. It blesses him that gives and him that receives. Remember the beautiful line from The Merchant of Venice. Shakespeare said, The quality of mercy is not strained. It droppeth as a gentle rain from heaven upon the place beneath. It is twice blessed. It blesses him that gives and him that takes. And so it is with love. It comes as a gift. And it blesses him that gives, and him that takes. Did you know that my most popular book is The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage? A spiritual and practical look at relationships. My favorite chapter is How to Forgive and Forget. The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. Check it out at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com. Now, before we run out of time, I want to tell you about something. Many years ago, I made a four-part meditation. I'm thinking that the last one I made like that was like maybe 15 years ago. Well, guess what? I just made a new one. All four parts have been redone, and they are just Beautiful, they're exquisitely beautiful, and so now you don't have any excuse except for the devil, you know you've seen the cartoons where you have like Daffy Duck or Elmer Fudd or someone there and and there's a little devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other shoulder, and the angel saying one thing and the devil saying the other, well. Maybe now the devil's saying, oh, you don't need to meditate. You already meditate. They're all the same. You've already meditated. You've tried it. It doesn't work. Roland doesn't know what he's talking about. Blah, 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 blah. Right? Well, just let it go in one ear and out the other. Ignore it. Now listen to me. Instead of listening to him, you've always listened to that voice down there. It's misled you. Made you doubt yourself. It's the spirit of the world that got inside. You think it's you. But never mind that right now. Just listen. You don't have any excuse for not getting the meditation, the four part meditation. It's just beautiful. It's beautiful to listen to. It's beautiful to practice. It's just beautiful, so you should get it. Now all you have to do is go to sheddingshackles.com. And shedding shackles, those are two words, of course, shedding shackles. But there's no space between them or dash or anything, so it's just all run together. Shedding shackles, s h e d d i n g s h a c k l e s. I think, I think that's it. Shedding dot and then you click on meditation or something like that. You'll find it. It's the four part meditation, the classic four part meditation. You can listen to the first part free, free. Okay. Now, if you want to get the whole thing, well, I think we ask for a donation of $10. You get the meditation to download immediately, right away, instant download. And you also get two e-books, Becoming a Friend of God and A Brief Introduction, Stress Management. They're beautiful books. And there's some other things, too. I forget what it is you get, but you get those. So I just want you to know that I made a brand new four-part meditation, and it's beautiful. Now, I think I've laid it out pretty good today, haven't I? I I helped you to remember what you once had a long time ago and what you need now, see? The only difference is, is now you'll be an adult, not a little child. When you were a little child, you were easy to upset and so on but not anymore now you meditate for a little bit of mental distance you go out in the world and you hear what people say but it doesn't won't affect you it won't bother you it won't upset you and you'll be able to begin to see what they're up to you'll see what they're see the problem is you you've seen what people are up to maybe you've, you've experienced their deceit see and their treachery at first hand <laughs> And they've lied to you and took advantage of you, so you've experienced that, but now that see that's made you what paranoid or it's made you resentful, so the minute you see someone like whoever it was that cheated you and then you hate them, you judge them see, but that that means they got to you, remember see see they got to you, you forgot about patience you forget- remember. God said, vengeance or judgment is mine, saith the Lord. But you judged. So now let go of the judgment. Let go of the little ego high. Let go of the resentment. Let them go and just see people. Even if they're wrong, just see they're wrong. But don't hate them. Don't resent them. And then you know what? You're home free. Because then love can come from within. And warm your being and your way. It will become a lamp unto your feet.
0: Do you have a question or comment? Email us at SheddingShackles at yahoo.com That's shackles at yahoo.com
1: So maybe now you've reached a point where you've seen how People lie to you. And so you've judged them and hated them. And maybe you just hid. You hid from the world. Or you went out in the world and smiled, but underneath you were resentful. See? So what does that mean? It means they got to you. It means you were overcome by evil. But don't hate them. They were overcome too, and it got inside of them. And then it was operating through them. They didn't even know what they were doing. They didn't know see? And so, instead of being overcome by evil, overcome evil with good. How do you do that? By not reacting. Remember, the old. there was a movie, some kind of a science fiction movie, and then at the end it said the, the only solution is to not play the game. So, don't play the game of resenting and hating and judging and being angry. Instead, Just watch, like a little child. Just see, observe, wonder about things. God will answer. See, wondering is innocent. When you wonder, and you don't look to outside experts to spoon-feed you, but instead you hang on to your common sense and wonder about something, then there's a space there for God to answer. When you have some delicate moment with your partner, with your family, or with someone, instead of reaching immediately for some, something that pops into your mind, or some, something you heard, or something you memorized, instead of you stand there for just a moment, you don't know what to say, you honestly and truly don't know what to say, but you want to say the right thing, but you don't know what to say, there's a little space, and then all of a sudden, well, it's, it's like a little enlightenment. Suddenly something comes to you, and it's the right thing. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And so you you overcome evil with good. How about two people that are arguing and all of a sudden one of them says, hey, it's not that important. And then they both laugh and pat each other on the back and then they go off and go have lunch or something. Isn't that beautiful? it's overcoming evil with good. Okay? So now, Take this little message and ponder it and see if it doesn't awaken you to want to begin searching again for real answers. You remember what Christ said. He said, seek and you will find. Seeking itself is innocent. Seek for the wonderful things that you used to love when you were a little child. Search for the father you've never known and he will answer. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.